Just because a label states that an ingredient is present in the supplement you're taking doesn't mean you're obtaining its full benefit. The key is bioavailability how much is absorbed, and gets to where it's needed. That's why I recommend and use Future Farm Botanicals. Future Farm sources the most potent, highest quality ingredients, and then uses liposomal technology to assure optimal uptake. All Future Farm formulas are custom organic blends, crafted from the finest raw ingredients by certified chemists and herbalists. Future Farm offers some of the most innovative products I've seen in quite a while, addressing a variety of issues, from inflammation to immune support. I use their supplements, prescribe them in my practice, and I'm proud to recommend them to you, listeners of Intelligent Medicine. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuturephafm, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. All Future Farm products are all natural, science-based, and work without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're talking integrative women's health uh, with an expert. Uh, he's in practice here in New York City. Why don't you give out the information, uh, by the way, for listeners uh, who, and you treat patients uh, all over the country. Sometimes people come uh, flying in. Uh, to New York uh, That's right. to uh, consult with you? That's right. It's Some folks come in from crazy distances, uh, international folks. Uh, it's always a, a treat to see people from uh, wherever they come. The nice thing is, of course, uh, we can always continue relationships uh, at a distance through telemedicine, but my understanding is that New York State requires us to initially see the patient in New York. Yeah. Thereafter, we're that, free to free to go anywhere. That's my policy too. And you know, a lot of people just say, "Oh, you know, Dr. Alman, I'd like to uh, you know have to do a phone consult with you." I say, "I'm sorry, uh, the it's one of those medical legal things. We have to kind of." You know, in the in the old-fashioned tradition, lay hands on patients, uh, see you up close and personal, do physical exam, uh, and then thereafter uh, we're free to uh, advise you. That with the proviso that uh, you know, after a little while, you got to come back in for another physical exam because uh, we can't Once just treat while. patients in the you know out there in the wild blue yonder. Um, but uh, so, uh, and your practice is at uh, uh, New York Presbyterian Wild Cornell Medical. Uh, center. Uh, Correct. I've been affiliated there for uh, the better party part of uh, 30 years. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, yeah. And you have a website. It's uh, Dr. Is it Gary Goldman? No, it's, uh, yeah. It's uh, Gary Goldman MD.com. Okay. Great. Uh, all right. So uh, we're, we're talking a little bit about uh, hormone replacement therapy. And uh, clearly that's got to enter into the equation. But uh, you talked about some of the downsides of the uh, standard, uh, you know, oral contraceptive ingredients uh, and menopausal uh, formula ingredients like PremPro. Uh, why go for bioidentical hormone replacement therapy? It, it, first of all, it, it's a little harder to access. Not every gynecologist administers it. Uh, you know, why seek that out? Great, great, great question, Ron. So, you know, the the there's many ways of defining natural, and people might look at the old-style estrogen called Premarin, which actually stands for pregnant mare urine. So it's uh, actually a distillation from horse urine. And some people would point to that and say, well, gee, that's the most natural thing in the world. And I would argue, yes, it is for horses, but <laughs> right. not necessarily for humans. Right. Uh, so the... 
the standard estrogens that we used in those in, in the days of yore, uh, many doctors are continuing to use, and that of course amazes me. The data shows that it's nowhere near as good for you for a multitude of reasons. Um, similarly, the progestins of the days of yore uh, could not be replaced readily until recently because progesterone as a natural substance was not available through a pharmaceutical company. It could not be prescribed. It could only be compounded through a specialty pharmacy. Uh, fortunately, for the last 10 years or so, um, it has become commercially available in the form prometrium. Mm-hmm. Uh, micronized progesterone. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's oral micronized progesterone. So it, we have to be careful in our terminology. To me, natural uh, or bioidentical hormones are the ones that human women make. And, you know, whether it's synthesized in a lab or uh, 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 drawn from a blood sample from a patient, it's the same exact compound. It has the same biological effect. Uh, if you had a microscope good enough, uh, it would look identical. There's no difference um, at all. And those are the hormones that our bodies are made to respond to most readily. Everything else has a slightly different effect mm-hmm. and more often than not, less than ideal. Uh, our bodies have evolved in a way that the chemicals that we have in our bloodstream that we make ourselves are typically far better for us than uh, what folks can come up with in a creative day in the laboratory. Uh, is there a case for uh, balanced uh, hormone replacement therapy with Uh, a little bit of natural estrogen, maybe two or three of the kinds that women make, along with some progesterone, along with perhaps some testosterone, which, uh, you know, women produce less of and perhaps it can have an impact on their muscle strength and mood and and maybe even libido. And maybe even their bones, too. Yes. So there's there's a a lot of reasons to consider replacing a variety of hormones. Um, I think that as we look toward the future, we're going to be replacing more and more. When you look at the the amount of hormones produced by humans over time, almost everything declines. Certainly, estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, dihydroepiandosterone, which is made by the adrenal gland, uh, even growth hormone and uh, testosterone as well. So... Um, growth hormone, very tricky animal, and that's something that's mm-hmm. generally uh, closely um, prescribed by endocrinologists in very few circumstances, not the sort of thing that most people are using. Uh, interestingly, there are some folks using it for longevity, but uh, that's outside of the realm of ordinary hormone replacement therapy. Um, when we're talking about hormone replacement, it's generally various forms of estrogen, uh, progesterone, frequently testosterone and DHEA um, in a variety of combinations that are specific to each individual person's needs. Those needs are determined by who they are, what they're feeling, what their symptoms are, what does their biochemistry look like, what's their personal and family medical history, what are their goals. And it's it's not a one-stop shopping, one-size-fits-all project um, very very individualized and I can't tell you the amount of time I spend with each patient trying to ascertain what is the best therapy for them and then frequently we tweak it we, yeah. we it's a bit empiric too we, so it, we see how they're feeling and then try to optimize I, I really like that uh, that approach uh, because I share your view I, I think uh, on the one hand uh, there was the view that uh, 
you know, because of the Women's Health Initiative, because of some uh, bad results uh, due to a misreading of the data that uh, a lot of doctors got scared off of hormone replacement therapy, thinking that it increased the risk of heart disease. And so they just went mm-hmm. cold turkey on prescribing it. Um, some women need it. Some women don't. Uh, I am not of the school that believes that menopause is a degenerative disease, that all women have to have their hormones replaced to rejuvenate them. Uh, many women uh, make that passage uh, very easily and without the support of uh, hormones, uh, which can be costly, which, you know, have certain risks associated with them. But they do require women who uh, are on them require more scrutiny, right? Of course. Of course. You know, there's, there's two reasons to think about hormone replacement therapy. And the first one that most people are thinking about is um, symptoms. So uh, we know about 15% of folks have virtually no symptoms, and they certainly don't require our assistance. Uh, the, the larger part of the bell curve are those folks who are having some degree of symptoms but are more or less tolerating it to to a large degree. And then there's the folks who are having a more extraordinary, difficult menopause. And those folks come in really in desperate straits. Um, and they really are seeking help. And so they, for, they end up being bed, the most grateful patients when we alleviate yeah. their symptoms. I mean, they, they just will, yeah. uh, you know, follow you anywhere if you can alleviate those symptoms. <laughs> So true, so true. And, and I don't have to tell you, professionally, it's uh, extremely satisfying when you can help someone live a, a comfortable and uh, enjoyable life once again. I, I don't want to minimize the impact these menopausal symptoms can have on not just an individual, but as a couple. And, uh, you know, you, you get some patients with terrible vaginal dryness, painful sex. It can have major repercussions for a relationship. So serious um, sleep problems. Yeah, we can really help people. Uh, some women mm-hmm. feel they, they report feeling brain dead. You know, they just uh, they, their memory right. and focus uh, is, is hampered uh, because of estrogen's effect right. on the brain. Right. We call that brain fog. Mm-hmm. So. Um, uh, so, so symptomatic relief is, is the primary reason why people choose hormones. The, the other group is, are those folks who are perhaps at risk for other problems. So we know that the lack of estrogen can lead to cognitive decline, right. can lead to increased acceleration of cardiovascular disease. It can also lead to progressive and accelerated bone loss called osteoporosis. And of course, that can lead to fractures, and it's one—it's a, a leading cause of death in the elderly. So it's—it's it's more than just the unsightly dowager's hump. It can really be problematic. Um, so for folks who need to be attentive to those issues, where we screen again by their bone densities, their lipid profiles, their family history. Um, as well as their symptomatic complaints. So those folks may also benefit. Now, now we're getting a little bit off-label, and I should just caution the listeners that the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, as well as the North American Menopause Society, both say very clearly, do not look at hormones as a way of reducing the rate of cardiovascular disease or of reducing cognitive decline. Why are they saying that? Because they're pointing to these large meta-analyses, mm-hmm. which are a conglomeration of, of studies, um, that show no improvement in those problems. Well, where do those 
statistics come from? Primarily the Women's Health Initiative, mm -hmm. the study you quoted earlier, which was a very problematic study looking at women in general 10 years postmenopausal. And th these folks are very different from the ones that we typically are treating, namely the folks who were currently menopausal and are symptomatic. They were specifically excluded from the Women's Health Initiative because it was a placebo-controlled study, and it's unethical to withhold uh, a medicine that we know is useful for symptoms from people and offer them placebo. So that's why those women were, were prevented from entering the study. From what yeah. I understand, they were uh, a lot, some of the conclusions of the Women's Health Initiative were based on the fact that if you administer high doses of standard estrogen to women who were, you know, 68 and 72 and 73 with pre-existing cardiovascular disease, that it may somewhat increase the risk of blood clots. And that's why we saw a little bit of an uptick in cardiovascular problems, uh, where instead, if it had been administered right at the time of menopause at 50 or 52, uh, in relatively healthy women, it might have exerted a, a preventive effect. Am I interpreting that correctly? A hundred percent, Ron. You are on target. You sure you're not a gynecologist? I, I have to. I've, uh, you know, I, I, uh, uh, I, 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 I'm sometimes drafted into practicing gynecology. Yep. You know, because I'm yep, a generalist, exactly. so I've got to, you know, do it. Well, you've got a good handle on it. You know, so we like to say that the Women's Health Initiative showed what happens when you give the wrong medicine by the wrong route, namely we have estrogen in the form of Premarin by mouth to the wrong people namely women who were not symptomatic in 10 years postmenopause, and at the wrong time, namely waiting until 10 years devoid of estrogen, they developed cardiovascular disease, and now by taking Premarin orally through, uh, through absorption through the liver, it promoted production of pro-clotting uh, proteins in the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So those folks had heart attacks and strokes. Yeah. We know now that if you give even Premarin non-orally, or certainly 17-beta-estradiol, our natural human with, estrogen. With a patch or if you a cream. Give it, yeah. But even if you give it orally, you hmm. don't get that first-to-pass effect. Oh, okay. So the, the data we have is that now, outside of the Women's Health Initiative, all these studies show that we have um, not just no increased rate of cardiovascular disease, but there's lower rates of heart attacks and strokes and lower, quote, all-cause mortality which for many folks is the bottom line. Am I going to live longer or not with these medicines by, uh, you know, f by any criteria? And that's what all-cause mortality looks at. So, you know, the, the, this old-school thought of, gee, the Women's Health Initiative dictates we shouldn't give hormones. No, we shouldn't give the wrong hormone to the wrong people at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. So we, we learned important negatives. And let's face it, you know, you touch that hot stove as a child. That's an important lesson. You know what you should never do again. Yep. And yes. so, so even this negative study was important. It, ta it taught us what not to do. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about a condition that you probably see fairly commonly, uh, which is cervical dysplasia. You're going to see some mm. women who perhaps they've had HPV, they have changes, they have to be monitored more carefully, they could be on a path towards uh, cervical cancer. Uh, do you feel that there are certain nutritional interventions or, or supplements that can help to forestall that progression? Have you, have you looked at that at all? 
Uh, as a matter of fact, yes. Um, so uh, dysplasia is an old term. Currently, we use even uglier terminology, uh, low-grade squamous intraepithelial lesion, or LGSIL, and then there's high-grade. The terminology changes about every five to ten years mm -hmm. just to keep people guessing. Mm -hmm. It's a disaster. Um, having said that, all of these are pre- or pre-pre-pre-cancerous conditions. I do not want to be alarming. Mm -hmm. Most of these never progress into something more problematic, even with no therapy whatsoever. But they require more so, scrutiny and follow-up. Yes, exactly. So HPV is um, a virus that is spread sexually, and that is the proximate cause of these abnormalities. So, of course, how do we get rid of this? And it's not just that the gynecologist is treating something, uh, doing a, a procedure, because those procedures just uh, remove some of the cellular abnormalities mm -hmm. that the HPV has caused. It doesn't take out all the HPV because we can't see that. It's, it's microscopic. So... Um, what does take care of the HPV? Our immune system. And that's where functional medicine has an opportunity. What can we do to augment the role of our immune system? And there it comes back to the basics all over again. Our immune system requires some real basic care, um, healthy food, regular exercise, regular rest, plenty of hydration. If we give our immune system the tools it requires, it can get rid of many viral illnesses more readily, and that includes influenza and coronavirus. So augmenting our health is absolutely step one. I like to think of a roof with 20 holes. Supplements are going to plug three of those holes. You're still going to get so uh, soaked in the rain. But if you have a healthy lifestyle, that's the other 17. I healthy lifestyle is... Dominant. I've seen some preliminary data on uh, AHCC, on, on folate, uh, even selenium. Uh, are these mm -hmm. in your armamentarium for uh, supporting the immune system in cases like this? Yes. Um, we have a whole slew. Um, I, I did some research. I came up with a list of about 25 mm -hmm. different supplements that have been shown uh, both in vitro and in vivo uh, to augment the immune system. Yeah, we're, kind, we're kindred spirits infections. because when I publish lists like that, people say, so what are the top four? <laughs> say, yeah, but there's so many. Right. So the, the tough thing with all of these is no one has done those studies. Which which of these antiviral supplements and in which combination at which dose have the maximum effect? So, I mean, that is the challenge, I think, to functional medicine uh, or naturopathic medicine is doing those studies to say, okay, well, let's see, you know, NAC would be useful here, uh, lipoic acid, monolaurin, mm -hmm. uh, 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 oil of oregano, yep. uh, curcumin. Uh, Boswellia, there's so many, uh, or the various mushrooms, uh, there's so many things uh, that can be useful in fighting off viral illnesses, but which is the best combination? That I don't have the answer to. Mm -hmm. So uh, we generally, first of all, recommend ones that are readily available, because my, my list goes on to things that you just cannot find commercially. Mm -hmm. um, but but my my short list is I've you know I've got about uh, six or eight that I think are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, I just want to take a little segue into 
uh, the realities of uh, OBGYN practice because uh, I noticed that uh, having birthed uh, 10,000 babies or more in your career, uh, you now are confining your practice to GYN. And, and more and more, that's the trend because uh, the specialty is OBGYN. But a lot of OBGYNs have dropped the OB and they're just doing the GYN. Uh, I know that you want to function, uh, you want to focus more on uh, functional medicine and with an outpatient practice and, you know, birth and babies, uh, you know, all night long is not conducive to, uh, staying awake and alert during the daytime when you talk to your patients <laughs> through lengthy visits. But, uh, just reality check for our listening audience. Uh, we had a, a preliminary conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago when I saw you at the Integrative Health Symposium. Um, what was your malpractice premium when you were an OB? Oh, so that's very much dependent on where you practice. Um, currently, the rate in uh, Manhattan is about $250,000 a year. Whoa. Whoa. So that's, that's yeah. the reality. And that, that is an economic reality that's, that's driving some of our, uh, more talented OBs. Uh, into, uh, you know, GYN office-based practices where they no longer go into the delivery room. You know, that's just uh, the nature of the beast, I think. Yeah. I, if I recall correctly, I had to work uh, more or less nine months of the year. Uh, just to pay Nine the months of deliveries <laughs> just to pay the premium. Wow. True. Yeah, that's worse than federal income tax because it's, uh, by some <laughs> estimates, it's like, you know, May 15th by the time you actually take home a real paycheck. Uh, okay. Right. So, uh, you know, great stuff. Um, you know, obviously, uh, there's so much, uh, to be learned in this uh, field, but you've given us a, a great overview. Uh, you got a website. Uh, are there additional resources that you want to point us toward? Sure. So uh, in addition to my website, I do publish uh, articles on a fairly regular basis. Uh, I distribute those on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter. Uh, the easiest place to find it is uh, on uh, Facebook. And uh, uh, I, I strike when the iron's hot. I put up a coronavirus article this morning. So um, yeah, as I'm... Uh, um, inspired by current events, interesting articles. I, I like to put that up. So it's a great way to keep abreast of what's new and interesting and important in the field of women's health and functional medicine in general. Well, we look forward to uh, reading that. Uh, and might I give out uh, your office number? Yes, please. It, uh, office is 212-535-6100. And I'd also like to add, I'm also licensed in the state of Florida. So oh. for any Florida listeners, I can also do telemedicine uh, in that jurisdiction. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, excellent. Uh, Dr. Gary Goldman, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, stay well and uh, keep up the great work. I think you're you know, really making a, uh, a difference on behalf of so many thank of the you. women that you treat uh, with functional medicine. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And it was a, a real uh, enjoyable experience to speak with you and hopefully share some good information with uh, your listeners. Indeed. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements 
I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.